Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 113-104 win against the LA Lakers. Riker, this game, definitely the most exciting one of the season. Absolutely, Ben, and we got another exciting one coming up, but this game, stretching the win streak against the Lakers to 10, stretching the win streak against LeBron to 3 for the Toronto Raptors, and mm -hmm. down the stretch, three incredible exciting minutes of basketball and the whole game was terribly exciting so Ben wherever you want to start what are yeah, your impressions of this game yeah certainly we'll, we'll give you the breakdown just how this game went because the Toronto Raptors started off they put themselves in a little hole fought back in the first quarter and then you know the second quarter the Lakers came back and it looked like they kind of had this game in grasp but once the second half hit Nick Nurse you know, with Serge Ibaka and Kyle Lowry out, and we could probably make, we're probably going to make a video on how the Raptors are going to be able to stay afloat without our two main guys, two main scoring pieces so far this season. And the first half, there's a lot of questions. We ran a tight seven guys. Terrence Davis got some run in there. But the second half, Boucher, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Terrence Davis with more minutes. Matt Thomas played well in the first half as well. But the bench tonight really showed up. And Pascal Siakam, 24 points, 11 rebounds on 9 of 25 shooting, poor field goal percentage. Fred Van Vliet was back with 23 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds. Just everyone really played out of their minds tonight. And I was just absolutely excited to see this whole roster come together. And it gave me memories of the, the bench mob vibes, Riker. And... You know, we, we always talk about Siakam and Fred VanVleet, but but the first person I want to talk uh, give a shout-out to is Chris Boucher. 15 points tonight, three blocks, two steals, played amazing defense. He was scoring in the paint record against Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee. Bonjour. You were in Montreal all weekend. You know, it, you, you brought some of that French <laughs> flavor to Chris Boucher. Hilarious. Uh, I, next man up mentality. Fred VanVleet mentioned in the postgame. They all have something to prove, and this is the perfect opportunity now with obviously Kyle Lowry being out, Serge Ibaka being out, Patrick McCaw being out. These guys wanted to come out and play, and this is a really good platform for them to be able to, you know, if you're able to perform against the Lakers team, a very talented Lakers team, Great defense that's very team. promising. And specifically, exactly, and specifically Chris Boucher, you're right, he's just a fragment of a man. He is a man soaking wet, maybe 100 pounds, I don't know. He He's, he's half of a person out there, and going up against big athletic defensive big men you're you've already listed them you're absolutely right so for him to be able to we'll, we'll probably mention his plays down later later in the podcast in some of the segments mm. um one one half dunk half layup in particular but then i i totally agree it's on it's unexpected in my opinion i didn't i didn't think that chris boucher was going to be able to ball out this season but um yeah, he did. He performed he's, tonight. He's proven us wrong. And that's the thing. Chris Boucher, phenomenal shooter, phenomenal confidence. We really liked what we saw from Chris Boucher coming in at the end of games and just being able to light it up from three. But the big question mark with Boucher, even with his G League success, wasn't you know his ability to block shots, get steals, play good position. But could he bang with the big boys in the NBA? Could he take on the likes of Dwight Howard and play that big man position? Because he doesn't really have the handle to play on the wing just yet. And tonight, he was finishing in the paint. He only hit one three for his 15 points. The rest of them were, were dump-offs down low, and his size, his length, he was able to get it up at the rim, and even though he was getting pushed around, he's able to finish through contact. That was super exciting. 
Uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson as well tonight. Ten points, three rebounds, and you know a lot of people are going to look to the scoring, and he hit that nice little fade at the end in the fourth quarter as well. He, he did a good job scoring the ball, but the area I was most impressed with Rondé, and it was the thing Nick Nurse kind of called him out for in the early season, was Rondé's defense tonight, his intensity. He went out there and he said, I'm going to earn my minutes tonight. He was guarding LeBron James, and he got LeBron James kind of flustered for, for some possessions, and that's a very difficult thing to do. Well, obviously we're not seeing what practices look like for the Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors when they're running their scrims. And there's players that have been on this Raptors team have already paid their dues in the yeah. G League, right? They've spent time. They've crafted up to a championship roster, right? They won the championship last season, everybody knows. Um, but at the same time, are you surprised that tonight has been Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's first run, really, as a Toronto Raptor? He's got a few garbage minutes here and there, but tonight, mm-hmm. his first significant minutes? Well, he's been injured. He's dealt with injuries, and we don't know the severity to which that has kept him out and what has been Nick Nurse saying, let's not let's keep Rondé on the well, bench. Well, how about so- this, Ben? Moving mm-hmm. forward, what do you expect of Rondé Hollis-Jefferson? Because he if looks like, pl- a, like a nice piece out there. Because if he's playing defense like this, he's going to be a great asset to have off the bench because he has some size. He's a bit taller than the rest of our wings like OG Stanley. You know, he can guard some of the bigger players. And when he was on the Brooklyn Nets, he's a very good scorer inside the three-point line. His ability to just get around the rim. He has a decent mid-range shot. We saw that tonight. And, you know, to finish above the rim, underneath, he has some crafty moves. So I think he can be an asset off the bench, especially where we're kind of depleted right now. I think Rondé's going to have a huge opportunity to steal some of those minutes, fully integrate himself into the rotation. And, you know, with Serge Ibaka out, he, he could really, you know, he's playing for a contract this year. He signed for the minimum to take advantage of the Raptors development staff. And I, I could see Rondé Hollis-Jefferson ready to, ready to ball out. And, you know, the next guy we got to talk about off the bench, Terrence Davis, Riker. Throwing down putback jams, shooting threes, looking confident tonight. Terrence Davis has looked like a guy that plays within the offense, doesn't force anything, but he knew tonight with Kyle Lowry and Serge out, we needed some more scoring off the bench. He was ready to fire it up from three. He had 13 points, five, uh, five rebounds, three assists, three threes, one, one amazing putback dunk. His athleticism mixed with three-point ability, just mixed with comfort for a rookie. This, I, Terrence Davis is going to be a baller in the NBA. Yeah, and this, it's an interesting predicament now for the Toronto Raptors because all of these guys, like you said, they looked nice. They mm-hmm. looked really good, and now we're going to get into the similar situation that the Toronto Raptors always seem to have themselves as a surplus of good talent coming off the bench, right? Yeah. And it, it's a good situation to have. Terrence Davis, he received the, the Performer of the Game Award, I guess. I don't know what, what they, it's a mid-game award that the Jack and the fellas give out. <laughs> they gave it to Terrence Davis tonight. I think that that was well-deserving. But mm-hmm. it's just an all-around bench performance tonight, and that they were part of the catalyst for bringing this team back. Resilient to the entire team. They you know, came back from a deficit against this Lakers squad. I, I'm just thoroughly impressed with all of the guys out there and how well they meshed. And like I said, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a challenging thing now moving forward for Nick Nurse because he has some food for thought as to who he wants to play moving forward. Yeah, certainly, and all these guys, especially when Lowry and Serge, those questions will have to be asked, but I unfortunately, I had to watch the Lakers feed. I couldn't find a Raptors stream to watch this one, but the the player of the game the Lakers stream gave out was Fred Van Vliet, and tonight, you know, I've kind of dogged on him the past few games, not necessarily because he's playing bad, but he's been, had a lack of efficiency scoring inside the paint. Tonight, that was not the case. He was finishing around the rim amongst the tall trees of Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis, made some tough shots, 23 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds. Four of nine from the three-point line. Hit one, it looked like it was from 35 feet behind the three-point, uh, away from the net. 
I, Fred Van Vliet, when he when he's confident, when he's grooving, he he's just such a baller out there. He's just ready. You know, the confidence Fred Van Vliet emulates. You know, he's not consistent enough to say he's a star, but when he's looking good, when he's out there, he has that star power on the court, Riker. His, well, his, what would we call it? His calmness down the stretch, Mm -hmm. because he was getting fouled every single time he got the ball by Avery Bradley, right? He was getting absolutely hacked. The defensive pressure in those last few minutes when the time was ticking down, his composure, that's what I want to say, was really fantastic, and that's what you can rely on Fred Van Vliet. But you're right, his inconsistencies is what's going to hold him back from being a star, and I make the point, it seems like it's either Lowry or Fred Van Vliet. Not the playoffs, but this season, neither of them can perform well at the same time when they're both out there on the court, and tonight was no different. You know, Fred Van Vliet gets the opportunity to be the next guy up. So, Ben, the quick question for you before we, I don't know, move to the next point of conversation is, can Fred Van Vliet actually lace up with Kyle Lowry and play well at the same time as him? Well, and we brought this up maybe a couple times on the podcast, and I think their games, even though they're both smaller point guards, can mesh well together. Having two point guards, having the dual lineups, you know, they've done it before in the past. They've always closed games for the past two years. It's not like we haven't seen it before but yes this season it seems like when one has a good game the other one struggles and you know that that's just how it goes but Fred Van Vliet we saw it in the playoffs I, I'm sure that once he gets more comfortable in this role playing more off the ball from the get-go from the start because last season you know he'd be running have the ball in his hands 24-7 with the bench mob and or well I guess there wasn't a bench mob last year but when he was with the second unit he'd have the ball in his hands and then at the end of it after he's already gotten his shots he's already comfortable in the flow of the game that's when you know him and Lowry would still excel on the court together. I think this year, knowing that from the start, he's going to play some off-ball, Lowry's going to play some off-ball. Once they, they adjust to that and Lowry gets reintegrated into this team, we'll, we'll be fine. Those two players are two talented, high-IQ basketball players. We'll be chilling, you know, and we... We're running long here on the on the points, but we got to give a shout out to Pascal Siakam. The jumper wasn't falling tonight. Even the free throws weren't going down. I know he came into this one shooting 95% from the free throw line, but 24 points, 3 blocks, 4 assists, 11 rebounds against Anthony Davis. You know, the efficiency wasn't really there, but if you're playing against those teams and you're still putting up those numbers, that's great to see. And Norman Powell had a great first half, Riker. Before we swing into segments, do you have any, any last-minute points? Ben, I... Okay, for the segments, this is this will be the segue. Okay, there's not going to be just one play of the day or mm. spicy pila. I'm going to let you give the introduction. I think we should just rapid fire as many as many crazy hype plays as there was. All right, let's do it. So tonight, the spicy pila of the day, Riker. I know you're itching to say it. Throw it out there to all the listeners. Um, Pascal Siakam's last minute heroic dunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Boucher. <laughs> this is the big one. I I prefaced it earlier. He went up for a, a cram against Dwight Howard and got slightly bumped. Maybe just a, a touch or a whisper was he, he you, completely fell down. A slight Dwight bump down. from Dwight Howard is a lot of force, though. That's a, he's a big man. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. as I already said, Chris Boucher is not a big man. He's just a boy still. <laughs> but he still made the contact. I don't he know played like is. a man tonight. He played like just, a man tonight. If you haven't seen the highlight yet, picture Blake Griffin's crazy spin dunks where he gets above the rim and throws in the dunk but doesn't actually connect. He doesn't grab onto the rim, except <laughs> Boucher was instead under the rim and <laughs> throws it off the backboard and it goes in. Ben, there's way more plays than that. Toss out a couple. 
Fred Van Vliet running down the court, shooting it. Pascal Siakam dumped it off to him. I don't think Fred realized how far he was, but he shot a transition three from literally six feet behind the three-point line. It didn't really make sense, but he knocked it down. Uh, Matt Thomas, we had, we didn't even bring up Matt Thomas. He had that uh, that 20-second stretch where he had the and one three and then the buzzer beater at the half. So that was, that was exciting to see from Matt Thomas. That man's is mad efficient. You know, it, it was... Just an all-around great game to see from this whole team. You know, lots of spicy plays for Norman Powell had a few nice little finishes at the start. But, unfortunately, not all plays can be the spicy play of the day. And some just make you say, oh, geez. And tonight, we have a positive oh, geez from me, Riker. It had me, rolling, it had me rolling on the floor. Nick Nurse, a fi- he, he broke the losing streak of challenging foul calls. Uh, LeBron James came in and he got cleanly blocked by Pascal Siakam. They were kind of chirping back and forth to each other, laughing. You know, there wasn't wasn't any beef between LeBron and Siakam. But then Nick Nurse said, "You know what? If they're talking back and forth, I'm gonna lay down my coach's challenge." I believe he was 0 and 6 or 0 and 7, I think, going into the game on coach's challenge, and he got the W. And it's not, you know, the fact that he won one finally that that had me dying. After the fact, Nick Nurse literally hugged every assistant coach. He was waving to fans. He started hugging fans. It was, it was really wild to see. I was just <laughs> listen. You you can't take the job too seriously, Ben. We had the conversation in Montreal that the coaching staff takes a lot of flack. You know, yep. they don't have the they they don't have the the ease that the players do to get you know excuses by the fans. They, they take a lot of heat. The coaching mm-hmm. staff. So any opportunity that they have to. Be a little more fun and to, to enjoy the moment. Uh, I love to see it. And Nick Nurse is infamous for his memes in yep. terms of his faces that he makes, his expressions. So we can just add another one to the book. <laughs> Shout out Nick Nurse, man. That uh, It's just fun rooting for, for Nick Nurse, the coach. It does all that wild stuff on the sidelines. And, you know, finally, the infamous, the one and only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award tonight. You know, we gave it to him a few times in the playoffs last year. It's not going to a Raptor tonight. It's going to Danny Green. Zero points for the Lakers. And if you recollect to Danny Green's first game against the San Antonio Spurs when he was on the Raptors, you know, the first game back, he scored zero points against the Spurs as well. Maybe it's a... It's a flaw in Danny Green's uh, three-point mechanics. Where whenever he goes up against some of his friends for the first time, he just gets completely shut out. But zero points from Danny. You know, he, he didn't even look confident like taking his threes down the stretch. So it was, it was kind of wild to see. And we saw this these stretches kind of happen for Danny Green occasionally in the, you know, in the play, especially in the playoffs when you know a few Raptors fans really wanted his head, specifically after the Sixers series and some of the Bucks games. But you know, love Danny Green. It was cool seeing him. He looks really weird. Like, the, the Lakers uniforms are clean. They have one of the cleanest uniform sets in, in the league. I know Danny was only on the Raptors one year, but it looks weird seeing him in a Lakers uniform. Riker? Yeah, and it'll look weird tomorrow night. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kawhi rests tomorrow night because he seems to rest in the biggest games and the biggest mm-hmm. matchups. But it's it's sad. He, he, he fit into the Raptors jersey. He, he became, yeah. in one season, a true Raptor. And despite his ups and downs, he was... I think altogether pretty solid, and he was a really good addition to the team. So he'll be missed, but that's it. We what got are your thoughts w. on his? What are your thoughts on his new arm sleeve? Well, maybe that's maybe that's why his shooting was off. Yeah, that's well. Know. He's had some good games. He had some good games for LA. LA's been really good this season. Is this is a huge win for the Raptors? This is not the same LA team that they had last year, where you know we we kind of clowned them a couple of the games we played against them. So exciting win! Just completely come from behind. 
underdog win for the Raptors. I'm amped up. Fans should be amped up. And we have a really even bigger game tomorrow night, the return of Kawhi. So subscribe to the Raptors Digest if you're not. We have a lot of a lot of content coming. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Back posting on the Instagram. So definitely get on there if you aren't on there right now. Riker, any last words? If you're amped, I'm amped, Ben. So let's have a good outcome for the next game. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Cheers. <Yeah. laughs>